I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sans Pants Radio. Jet fuel can't melt Dane Beams. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods Footy. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Hard to say. It, look, every time you ask me this question, Sean, all I'm reminded is that footy is not currently happening and I wish it was. Especially today, where we've just lost the cricket. <laughs> Perfect. What a day. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> and we've all had massive weekends. We're recording this on a Monday, so we're, we're tired, we're battered, we miss footy. But I'm back. But you're back after yeah. disappearing for a week. Yep, I um went to go drink beer at a mountain or something. Yeah, or was that no? That's the weekend. That was the that weekend. was the weekend. I was uh, just I was doing some research, um, <laughs> just into crowbars, uh, levers, uh, poles, wooden blocks, other things to force windows open. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where the fuck you were going with that. Uh, he was going nowhere. Like yeah. <laughs> it's been. Uh, it was a it was a trying week, but I think I've I think I've found something. So well, that's uh, better than out. Theory that we came up last week, you may have popped into sexy land and <laughs> that's right. found yourself pinned to the ground by dildos. <laughs> Do you know what holds windows open, Dusha? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <clears throat> also, can shatter them if you swing them hard enough. <laughs> oh my god! Also, Dusha, as our producer, I'm going to need you to pay for a lot of broken windows in Geelong <laughs> while I was testing my theory. Uh, can you force the premiership window open by shattering it? Um, well, a- West Coast did that in 2006. Ooh. Seven? Whenever they won. Six. Six. Yeah. yeah. Smashed it open. Yeah. Snorted the glass. Yeah. That was, that was a big problem. <laughs> that, they were very good with shards. That yeah. <laughs> Fuck. You've been uh. back for fucking less than two minutes and the podcast is already off the rails. Woo! Is there anyone else you want to rip into, Tom? I don't know. Actually... Can I? Sydney. Yeah, okay. Sydney. Say no more. Do, do you know no, why? No, continue, please. Right. So I'm Sydney. I'm a big, dumb bunch of fuckheads. That's what I am. This is this is going to be like content whiplash after we had uh, guest Gemma on last week. It was what? all like, Sydney, fuck yes. Fully, fully prepared to give Sydney the benefit of the doubt. Love a lot of things about Sydney. My boy Tommy Harley's up there. Adam Goods, buddy. 
Dane Rampey looks is a good looking man. Yep. Uh, Josh Kennedy. There's a lot of things I like about Sydney. Yep. However, someone is 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 fucking up at Sydney. So they they announced the jumper numbers last week. Yep. for new players. Yeah. Dan Menzel got his new jumper number. Oh, perfect. Dan Menzel has had uh, four knee reconstructions. Yep. Only four. Uh, maybe five. Five, I think. Uh, is now looking to move on from those knee reconstructions at a new football club, and finally leave the leave knee reconstructions in the past. Leave knee reconstructions yeah. in the past. Get a new get a new jumper number. No longer mired in the number ten that he had at Geelong that was full of knee injuries. Cursed, cursed jumper. So instead, he's gone to this new club, and Sydney have gone. Welcome to this new club. You can have our resident cursed jumper, Alex Johnson's number two. How many knee recos in that jumper? Like nine hundred. Oh. <laughs> Don't give, don't give the guy who's coming back from knee shit the jumper cl- at your club closely associated with knee shit. Mm. Andrew Island, uh, that's his name. That's the boss's name. Yeah, but he wouldn't pick the uh, jumper numbers. He fucking would. Who would? Who, let, who's responsible for jumper? Imagine Menzel walked in. He was like, "This will be funny. I'll take that number." <laughs> yeah, he's embracing it. <sighs> Maybe he loves it. Remember, there's a knee reconstruction group. Yeah, but how many of them are still playing footy? Yeah, but imagine they probably think it's a, a huge laugh. They I love just, it. They get around it, Tom. I just felt like someone at Sydney should have intervened then and been like, mate, we're going to give you the number, whatever. Maybe Menzel went, I'm going to honour my friend from the Knee Rico Club and I'm going to carry on that jumper. It's going to be great when he does his knee in the first game. Well, you know. Well, now you've put the fucking... I mic- don't want him to. <clears throat> They've given him a cursed jumper. It's a cursed object. Unless, unless they've like... Cleansed it somehow. Mm. I'm picturing like an exorcist coming yeah. into the club. Yeah. Who who would you get? Who would be your cursed jumper Mate, exorcist? The Reverend. <laughs> Fagan? Neil Danaher. Oh. Oh, actually. Yeah, that's pretty good. Who else could you get if not Danaher? Well, who else who else would, would who else would you get to cleanse a cursed jumper? A cursed number. Who's had a bad knee Rico and overcome it? And had success. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> goods. Did, Did PCL do- play the grand final? PCL. Not an ACL. PCL's fucking chump change, mate. Um, I don't know that for sure. It's probably very serious. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we don't want to make light of any injuries here. Did- did like I'd say like Clay Smith, but he then had to retire at 25, so you yeah. probably don't want him cleansing anything. I can't really recall many ACLs at Brisbane. Have you had many at the Bombers? Well, we had an entire season where our team broke down and that was revealed we were all on drugs. Yeah. So, so I don't think there was many ACLs there, though. You're out of it then. Yeah. Do you know who I wouldn't get? Who? Sam Doherty. Oh. <sighs> Poor bloke. Yeah. So, that Tom, sucks. what's happened there? So, Sam Doherty um, was also wearing Alex Johnson's old Sydney jumper. That's the only explanation we have. Yeah. Uh, has done his ACL again in the preseason, which is exactly the same thing he did last year. Same knee. He missed the whole year. So, Carl, we're getting really excited because basically that was like getting a new recruit in and he's a very good player. Yeah. Uh, Carlton uh, probably going to do the same thing again. They've cooked it. It's a bit sad. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for them. Uh, Sean's laughing. So, <laughs> Why are you grinning and chortling over there, Sean? Uh, just to the arrogance of Carlton too. <laughs> Trey, first to have stolen a player from Brisbane, but uh, no, nah, in all seriousness, that's that's shit house. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. Um, but it, I mean, it hurts even more for Carlton because they traded away their first two picks. Um, because he's huge. Like he, not having him this season was massive for them. How many games did they win? 
two. Two. They beat Essendon or... and they beat Gold Coast. St Kilda. I think they won three, maybe in the end. No, I think, they, I think they only won two because they've won three before, and this was the worst result they've ever had. I would argue, outside of Cripps, he's probably the most important player in the team. He's also the other captain. Was he in All Australian the year before he did his knee? I, if maybe. not, he was in the squad. Yeah, they won two last year, and he's the he's the co-captain, and yeah. oh, it's fucking shit. It's bad. Yeah, so they need to cleanse his number. So who are you getting? Yeah. Who's the cleanser? Oh fuck, I don't even know. I can't Neil, think of someone. Neil Dan is good. From a he's of busy though. He's got a lot of other yeah, shit going busy. on. He's busy. Um, and also, I don't want to have to team taint himself with Carlton. That's true. Someone cleansable. Who's I'm serious, who's like had a massive injury comeback? Tommy Lonigan. We lost a kidney. <laughs> yep, he's a good option. Yeah, not an injury. McCartney. Though. Yeah, different kind of injury. Needs to be someone. I actually feel like it should be someone like some like football voodoo man. Yeah, you know where this is fucking going, don't you, Dusha? Where the fuck do you think this is going? Oh, it goes everywhere. It it always goes, Tom. Where? Where do you it go, know. Sean? You no, know where it goes. I don't know where it goes. Where do you think it's going to go? I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. Where? Yeah, Dusha, do you know where it's going to go? Yeah, yeah. Where? What? Shut up. I miss Gemma. Next week you're out again. Nah, fuck, you can't keep me out. I'm back bigger than ever next week. I'm going to bring more dumb puns and more fucking footy clips. You're fucking banned. I'm changing the locks to the studio. I'll just never leave, mate. I'll just handcuff myself to this desk. Shit on the floor. It'll be great. Yeah, that's pretty much what fucking coming here with your cap of shit. Fucking take you might as well take a shit on the floor. Well, look, I don't know about Cap of shit. He's amazing. Uh boys, I think we've stumbled upon something that we don't have the answer for. And so we're probably gonna have to throw it out to the listeners to help us out. Who is your cursed number cleanser? Yeah. I've got a couple other things I wanna I wanna I wanna talk about too. Yeah, okay. back. Was that permission to talk about them or Yes, what? yes, yeah, okay, go. <laughs> if you have to. What would you like to talk about? I would like to talk about the fact that um I'm a little bit flat though going into sort of your pre-season stuff. Because, you know, every article is about how this person's training the house down. Tim Kelly is training. He's not uh, not hiding. So, And Pat Dainshaw reckons he can convince him to stay one more year. Why are you flat? <laughs> I'm flat because what I thought was just tonsillitis <gasps> is actually a bit of knee soreness. To oh, boy. you oh, had a big go. I did. At that journo. Well, no, no. So... To be fair, yeah. the first time, it was just tonsillitis. Are you sure, mate? Yes, and then he's come back from the tonsillitis and he said, oh, I'm a bit sore in my knee, and they've gone, Ooh. Also, four guys on Geelong's list have had tonsillitis. Stop kissing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a work environment, Correct, Geelong. correct. You can, you can have, just don't kiss. <laughs> just do everything else, but no kissing because you'll get tonsillitis. This is what happens when you have the world's biggest sexy land in your town. <laughs> it is. It's true. The players Everyone's all out get... of control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, so cocky's a bit sore, which yeah. breaks my heart. Yeah. Because oh, I just I want him to play. Trade him. I want, no. Yeah. Sean. He's got no currency left, probably. <sighs> no, probably doesn't. No. But get him out there. If if he never If he never gets there... Would there be a bigger waste of potential? I'm, there's heaps of wastes of potential. Happens all the time. Is that a yeah. pretty big one, though? Tom Libertore. He won a fucking premiership. Troy Menzel. Yeah, he didn't have the potential, though. Yeah, he did. Man, did he? Yeah. Did he? Yep. Wasn't even the best Menzel. 
<laughs> All right, then. Fuck. Fucking. Uh, who are we just Harley talking Bunnell, about? Jared White, Favola. What do you mean, Favola? Favola, wasted potential. He could have played another six years. He had an amazing career at Yeah, Carlton. it could have been better. Wasted potential because okay. he's a dickhead. <laughs> okay, well, let me put it to this. Like a, a draftee who's still young, who could have been sensational. And then Nathan Freeman. Yeah, like a Nathan Freeman type. Yeah. That thing. That's probably the other one where you get someone who has all of the goods and you see glimpses. Like I was talking to you about it. There was a game where he Cockatoo came back from a hamstring injury and injured his other hamstring in the game. Yeah. Before he did that, he kicked three goals in the row, in a row in the third quarter. And the yeah. last one in which he injured his hamstring, he burnt three blokes. Can't do it for a whole game though, can he? I just... Let alone a season or a career. So that's where I've really been, guys. I wasn't looking at windows. I've, uh, I've been investigating the tonsillitis epidemic for a fucking start. <laughs> but I was just... I just had to have... I just had to have... I was in mourning for a bit for the uh, potential future of Cockatoo. I haven't written him off completely yet, but... How closely does the future of Cockatoo tie to the future of Geelong? I mean, I'm not going to say that they're actually the same knot... But Sean, yeah. they are shoelaces. Pull the thread, Tom. What? Ooh, Undo my shoes, fall over. Yep. I'm wearing boots, don't have laces. Fuck yeah, gotcha. <laughs> well, similar to how like Geelong don't have cockatoo. Oh. <laughs> Can I have a week off? <laughs> you dismissed. That hurt. <laughs> oh. Well, Tom, now that you're back, yes. we actually have an email from a couple of weeks ago, something we said we were going to address but haven't yet, that I think you will enjoy... Quite a lot. You know how you make big, dumb claims? Never. Never done that. That was a Dusha, dumb- I have never made a big, dumb claim, and I'd like you to prove it. <laughs> I'd like you to find proof. If I was a better editor, I would edit in just clips of you saying just all of the dumbest <laughs> shit. But I'm not, so I won't. Because listeners- you already deleted all of that. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got an email from Aaron Nichols, who says, Hi, footy professors. And he's taken a sab and guessed that Sam might just be back this week. Because our, our roster has been a little inconsistent. <laughs> it's been pretty good. Oh, no, wait. You were sick. You were, you were away. And then I was away. Mr. Consistency over here. Yeah, Sean hasn't missed an episode. Yep. Sean, consistent. Mr. Can't, Football. Can I have a week off? <laughs> <laughs> Rest, rested going into the finals. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so he just goes on to say, Anyways, I was wondering if you guys had any fun urban legends to do with footy. I remember one that used to go around my old school that Carlton members were also members of the Mafia. Got any dumb rumors or legends to share? Cheers, Aaron. P.S. Oh, here we go. Nothing really to say in the P.S. section, but it feels <laughs> it feels necessary to have one. So thanks to you, sick lads, for helping me get back into footy after so many years. You're doing the sport proud. It's a P- nice one. Fuck yeah. That was actually probably the nicest P.S. we've ever had. Is there a P.P.S. that says fuck you, Tom? No, but uh, we'll get to those later. Oh, <laughs> I was away one week. It's a good email, Aaron. Um, on that though, the yeah. Carlton supporters were mafia people. Did you say supporters or players? Players. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, <laughs> Sauce has got connections. I've seen Underbelly season one. Yeah. They're at the they're at training. <laughs> well, no, but like that's the thing is the Carlton crew, which yeah. was, you know, Alphonse Gangitano and all those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. were the Carlton crew because they were based in Carlton. Yeah. And a lot of the guys at Carlton like were connect like you got old mate John um Elliott just to give you money in a brown paper bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is the most mafia thing ever. Yep. Like, you know, Chris Judd only went to Carlton because he woke up and there was a horse's head under his pillow at West Coast. <laughs> and a busy contract. That <laughs> said, come on, you know what's, you know what's good for you. Mm. So that's, that's a big 
urban legend that will never ever be proven or anything like that. Mostly because it'll probably end in someone's life being taken. But Tom, as king of the big dumb claims and conspiracy theories, yeah. have you got anything to share? I just put my tinfoil hat on. Is yeah. there? A, just, I'll give out some tinfoil hats. I've got a great one, uh, which someone suggested to me about this season just gone. Ooh, Ooh. fresh. Brad Scott, Chris Scott, swap jobs. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you shrug it. You shrug it. You're just like gesturing like, what else do I need to say? What what more in, What more do I need to say? As in they for the whole season they were swapped? Yeah. That doesn't make sense though because North Melbourne improved. Yeah, and I know. How could they do that with Chris Scott? They, they, no, no, no. <laughs> because, because they looked at, everyone looked at the list last year when there's no way North Melbourne would be any good. Meanwhile, Geelong... Just brought in one of the best players of all time to make yeah. the holy trinity. Yeah. Didn't work. Mm. I would say both teams underperformed yeah. and that both Scott brothers probably need to go. Brett Scott over North Melbourne overperformed. Sean, please, come on. People had them ranked 18th. Yeah, no, they absolutely did. Some, but not us, but some no, people no, no. had them yeah, as a good Yeah, no, no, not us. But so, yeah, Brad Scott, Chris Scott swapped. Yeah. Uh, part of me wants to believe it. Mm. The other part of me, they are twins, but they are, you can pick them apart. Super easily. Yeah, one was a really good footballer, one was okay. Hey, the one who was okay yeah. shut down James Hurd completely in the 2001 Grand Finals. That's enough. That's, that's enough what, for his whole career. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. He was Chris fine. was the better player, though. He was, yeah. 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 100%. Agreed? Yeah. <laughs> um, Suggs, both of them, though. <laughs> Wait. Are you suggesting that someone on the Brisbane 2001 team was a thug? Mate, I wouldn't be worried about Carlton's connections. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carlton members are also members of the Mafia. In Brisbane, the Brisbane Football Club are just a gang. Yeah. <laughs> they wear they wear colours. They, they, <laughs> they move in large groups. They don't need to worry about like They getting- have a theme song. They're basically West Side Story. Mm. <laughs> you don't wake up with a horse's head in your bed in Brisbane. You just wake up with like... One of the Scott brothers just standing above you, cracking his knuckles. Good morning. <laughs> Tom, I've got another one in the Geelong theme. Ooh. Okay. Cast your mind back to, you know, the sort of 05 period when you were starting to get good, but you weren't quite there yet. Yep, yep, yep. Would you consider Geelong a, a pretty good wet weather team? Um, I some skillful that, players? I think they were a good wet weather side. Some Jimmy Bartels? Jimmy Jimmy was coming into his own then. Yep. Um they used to get stuck in him at the club whenever it rained. Someone like Steve Johnson or someone can't be like, oh, Jimmy, he'll be good today. It used yep. to drive him insane. So this carries on from uh, our guest last week, Gemma. Um, I think she mentioned that Demetrio, who ran the AFL at the time, hated Sydney. Yep. Hated their game style. Yep. There is he a- came out and said that, didn't he? Yeah. Openly. Fuck. That's so Doesn't like it. Bad for he the game. He said something about like uh, the way that Sydney play will never be successful or something like yep. that. When they won the premiership. But semi-final. Was 05 the Nick Davis? Sure was. The start of that game, the AFL- uh, Sent out a memo to the the ground staff in Sydney and said, "We want you to to water down the the pit the the ground, hose it down." AFL then forgot to inform Sydney that this had happened, and the theory, the conspiracy, the tinfoil hat theory is that it, this is Demetrio's plan to take down Sydney. Now it didn't work because Sydney went on to win, as we know, yep. um, with Nick Davis. But this was his plot to take them down. They just conveniently forgot to inform them. Because I imagine that would mean that all the players came out and started playing without the correct shoot, like the stops yeah. in their shoes and all of that. Oh, AFL. That is a huge one. Yeah. Is that... The AFL have also confirmed that, yes, we um, 
we unfortunately there was a, a communication mix up and Sydney were not informed. But Geelong, Paul but, Ruse, but is, Paul Geelong Ruse is the chief of the conspiracy theory on this one. Is he really? Yeah. And Geelong were informed? Well, it doesn't specify in the thing that I read, but all it says is that Sydney weren't, so that would imply that Geelong were. That's fucked up. Fuck. Yeah. Imagine to still lose And then cast your mind back. Did Paul, Geelong start well? Yes. Mate, they could, Sydney they only did, kicked like two goals for the whole fucking game. Sydney pegged them back yeah, in a miracle Sid- last quarter. Sydney, Sydney only kicked three goals going into the last quarter. Yep. Dimitriou. Nelly took down the Swans. That is... That makes that grand final victory even better. Mm. And that semi-final win, huge. And the fact that they then were in another grand final the year after. Also amazing. Yeah. That's... Sean, the fact that Paul Ruse mm-hmm. is like the, the, the... Like, my my conspiracy theory about Brad Scott and Chris Scott swapping is like some drunk guy. Yep. Um, Paul Ruse. <laughs> Was that drunk guy you? You had a few beers, went to the bathroom, looked in the mirror, and you're like, <laughs> hey, mate. Got a great. We, we look the same. We should swap. You know who else swapped? Brad Scott, Chris Scott. No, I like to think <laughs> that'd be great for my podcast. You went to the bathroom, and while you were there, you bumped into a bloke named Stevie. <laughs> I did. You uh, had two sore ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't walk. Couldn't walk. Uh, no, it's while in the bathroom you said, you know, there's a high roof over there. <laughs> it's a good fence you can jump on. Guys, over. I was there in 2007. <laughs> oh. Um. That's insane. Mm, that's pretty fucked. And so, but this isn't like a conspiracy theory. This is like actually happened. Well, I mean, you could. Is it that would have been that wouldn't have been at the SCG. Would it? it would have been at the Olympic Stadium. So yeah. You, was that is that a typically harder ground? You could argue the AFL were were you know trying to water it down to make the, the ground softer or something. So but in any the case, box. they they forgot to tell Sydney that it yeah. happened. So so it could just be a coincidence, or it was. And this is weeks after Demetrio has come out very publicly. Tell you what, the man is dodgy as shit. Yep. Even the whole Essendon saga. Stinks. I know you guys did the wrong thing. Yeah. But the fact that allegedly they got tipped off by Asada, Demetrio rang the club and went self-report. It'll look good. And then denied that that happened. And Mark Evans was like, fuck, you throw me under the bus. Yeah. That's the biggest, that's one of the most fucked things about that whole saga is that he denies having that conversation. Yeah. When clearly it happened. Demetrio, surely you could prove that with phone records and stuff, right? I know. If you're talking about mafia connections, you know he's probably got some. Mm. Demetrio, mm-hmm. especially the way. Could you imagine him ringing up and going, "I'll just talk to my boys at Carlton." Mm. <laughs> Jeez, that's. I feel like Sydney get fucked over a lot by well, cons- weird conspiracy theories like this. Well, they also got fucked over. Well, you know when Buddy Franklin was going to leave Hawthorne, yep. and everyone thought he's probably going to go to GWS and be their marquee player, and the AFL. 100%. They own GWS. They 100% yep. wanted Buddy Franklin to go there and be their version of Gary Ablett. Yep. Then Sydney pulled the rug out from everyone, signed Franklin to the 10-year deal or whatever yeah, it is. Like, and as the CEO said, the reason that they pulled the rug is because they, they went for 10 years, whereas everyone else was offering like five, six. Yep. Now, Sydney, uh, the AFL was done a bit- Was it 10 years or was it eight? Uh, nine. It was nine. Nine, nine, yeah. uh, nine and 10 or 11 million. No, wasn't it- wasn't it eight years for nine million or seven years for eight million? It no, like, it's, it's, oh, it's definitely closer to ten years. It's close to ten years. Yeah. I like how you went. Was it ten or eight? And just skipped nine. Just decided <laughs> fuck nine. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Not a number I'm concerned about. No, no, because it wasn't nine years for ten million. I'm pretty sure it was. Look, I'm sitting right next to my phone. There is definitely a way I can figure this out, and yeah. I refuse to. No, we're not a show that knows information properly. In any case, the AFL were. Basically, 100% confident that Franklin would be a GWS player. Does that also mean that they probably hate Body now, too? Probably. Body, they would have had to be like, look, 
this is going to be happening. Mm. Well, the Sydney president or chairman or CEO, I can't remember who it was at the time, he has like literally come out publicly and said that Mike Fitzpatrick, who was the AFL chairman, I think, yep. yeah. rang him up and abused the fuck out of him for stealing Franklin. Yeah. that That's on record. That happened. And did what did Fitzpatrick say? I don't think he ever commented about it or he was just like, no, I'm not talking about that sort of thing. But yeah, he just abused the fuck out of him. Wow. And then, would you know it, shortly after, Sydney were banned from trading for two years. Which never made sense. It, to this day, is one of the most fucked things that's actually ever happened in the AFL. Because they didn't do anything wrong. No. no. They just did something the AFL didn't want them to do. They they put a 10-year... I think I, I, I think it was 10 years because it's I such have a the, dumb number. <clears throat> I know the answer now. I looked it up. Is <laughs> so, it 10? It's a nine-year deal, deal for 10 million. The yeah. number I conveniently skipped. Mm. So, yeah, nine years, yeah. 10 million. Yeah. So, huge, huge time. Insane so, amount of money. All right. So, so, you're the AFL, boys. Yep. I have just traded Buddy Franklin. No, taken him in as a free agent. Yep. Right. So no trading. You gave us free agency. I'm utilizing free agency. Yeah. Why did you give us? Why did the AFL give free agency? Was it to facilitate movement between clubs of players? Yeah. It was yep. almost like you know to allow Gary Ablett to go to Gold Coast. Yeah. yeah. Free free agents come in would have come in solely for the new two new clubs. It surely. did. It came they in did. around the yeah. same time. Uh, not for the Ablett one. Ablett was a trade. Oh uh, no no. When Gold Coast and GWS came in, they, they had in access agent. to grab a player from any club. Or possibly two players. I think it might have been two. They can, they can grab two players from each club. But they had to be free agents, right? Yeah. But then the, the, you know, the clubs would be compensated. Not always Fuck. fairly. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, because uh, Brisbane lost Brennan and Richitelli. Yep. We um, lost Ablett and I think that was it. Yep. Uh, Adelaide lost Bock. Hawthorne lost Campbell Brown. These players just you went say, up you as say free agents. lost Campbell Brown. Yeah, but I mean, at the time he was probably 26, 27. What so. actually happened was they went for an end of season trip and never, he just never came back. <laughs> just up on the Gold Coast and then he just rolled, he just smelt leather and he turned did. up at the footy ground. They went, oh, Campbell. Yeah. He punched his ticket right out of that club. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Punched. Yeah. But so Sydney, you know, I think the year before Franklin or maybe two years before, I picked up Kurt Tippett, which I think surprised everyone because Tippett well, was a Queenslander and everyone thought. Again, Gold Coast was a big chance to get in. Brisbane were a big chance. And then Sydney were like, ah, oh, we got you. The issue with the Tippett thing was, and this is probably why they got punished over the Franklin thing, was the Tippett thing was dodgy as fuck. Because the Tippett thing, not from Sydney's end, but from yeah. Adelaide's end, there was that whole thing with Stephen Trigg being like, we had a gentleman's agreement, a handshake. Yep. I, don't, I can't even remember the full details, but I just remember that whatever happened, Kurt Tippett couldn't play for like 12 months. Yes, yeah. but what, what? it wasn't Sydney's fault. Like Sydney, no, no, no. It was Adelaide. Adelaide. Adelaide were fined for it. Yes, it was literally nothing to do with Sydney. All they had to do was cop the fact that the new recruit couldn't play for half a year. Yeah. Wait, what What was the reasoning? Uh, it was something to do with they fudged the if something outside of the salary cap or some weird shit. I think it was kind of like if you agree to stay, you'll get an extra... I'm not sure about this. I think... Was that what it was? X amount of extra something money... Something to do with that. ...outside of the salary cap through an endorsement or... It was something weird like that. So, it was like a salary cap breach, but they went around it sneakily. It yeah. was a, It was a Vizzy deal. Yeah, I, I th- it was the Chris Judd deal, but when Carlton does it, it's not illegal. Well, that's the thing. I don't think technically it was illegal, but the AFL were like, that's shit and we don't want that. So yeah. you're, you're going to get fined and suspended. You know, while, you, while you're talking through this, yeah. I'm going to look up what the tipper thing was. But yeah. the Because the whole thing was that the tipper thing happened and it stunk. Mm. So then the Franklin happened, Franklin thing happened. It just looked bad for City, even though they didn't do anything wrong. And also at the time, they were a successful club. And so it was like they're kicking the teeth really of like oh one of the best clubs gets the best player and the which, best the I best mean, happens still with Richmond grabbing Tom Lynch and things like that 
But the Collingwood issue, the issue made a grand was, final and they got Dame Beams. The shit that happens the, every year. The issue is that Collingwood mm. and Eddie and a couple of other Victorian clubs got very noisy. Yeah. The VFL about, are quite noisy, Tom. About the cola. Which, again, couldn't be used to get Buddy in there because it's 10% of everyone gets the same amount of cola. Oh, it's Tom. It's so annoying because like it was no a one scare gets- campaign yeah. by fuckhead Melbourne club people like Eddie Maguire. Literally, that cola had to go to the players. Like, it's on. It's, it, there's paperwork. It's on record. 10% goes to each player on the list. It wasn't like we're going to take the entirety of the cola and give it to Buddy Franklin. It just doesn't work like that. It's All right, here we go. So I've just looked up the story. It's it's bad. Okay. It's it's not Sydney. Yep. It's all Adelaide. And what happened was because he got traded to Sydney, they found out about the dodgy deal. So uh, 2009, yep. um, Adelaide's just lost to Collingwood in the finals. Um, Kurt Tippett kicked 55 goals. Uh, in a meeting on the Gold Coast, Adelaide Chief Executive Stephen Trigg is now at Carlton. Oh, jeez. Mm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of mafia at Carlton... If the mafia listen to this, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Look, <laughs> are you the mafia, Dusha? No. Okay. I mean, if Tom's not here next week, we know what's fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping with the fishes. Oh. <laughs> Football manager John Reid and Stephen Trigg are told that Tippett is on his way out. The Queenslanders contract for one more year, but has been offered a lot of money to join the new Gold Coast side that will be coming in in 2011. Yep. Yep. Uh, according to his manager, was on the verge of accepting it. The deal had been offered in the short off-season window in which the Suns were allowed to broach and reach terms with opposition players. Which is what before. you were talking about, yep. Adelaide's under huge pressure. They don't want to leave Tippett. He's only 22. He's really great. Uh, so the Tippett contract is one of the last that the club manager, John Reid, did before he retired. So Crows put a new deal to Tippett, lifting his pay from 400000 a year in 2010 to... 700,000 a year in 2011-2012. And the club wins its man back over. Uh, in a letter to the agent, uh, the Adelaide Crows confirms additional bonuses and breaks the base payments for the three years of the new contract into three categories. The amount the club will include in the salary cap, additional services arrangements totaling 80,000 a year, as well as independent agreements totaling $200,000 split over 11 and 12. Ooh. It notes that the breakdown may change once once the third party money is in place, but that the money is guaranteed. Ooh, wow. Uh, they make one more promise that should Tippett wish to leave the club at the end of his new three-year contract in 2012, it would trade him to the club of his choice for a minimum second round draft pick. If that club is the Gold Coast, it must be the Suns' earliest second-round choice. It is made quite clear that neither the exit clause or the underwritten third-party money can be included in the version of Tippett's contract submitted to the AFL. Oh, whoa. Holy shit. That is huge. Okay. That is way worse than I thought. Sorry. what is? Sorry, I just went back to on the record. (laughs) Adelaide is scum. Continue. (laughs) What a Carlton... You know when Carlton... But Adelaide, um, never banned from trading. No, but you know when Carlton... Tampered with the salary, with the um, yeah, and they got banned for I think two years of trades or some shit like that. They definitely yep. lost like early uh, picks, uh, a draft picks for a year, and no no draft for one year and two no how, trades. How for two far years. over the cap were they? It's a lot. Like it would have been considerable, wouldn't it? I've got a mate who goes for Carlton and did Adelaide get banned from? Did Adelaide get banned from drafting? I don't. I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep scrolling. I have a feeling. I have I'll a feeling they, through the article. I have a feeling they did get cut out of the. Um, the first or second um, round, or am I thinking of Essendon? I can't remember. Essendon weren't allowed to draft, and they were out of the first and second round. I yeah, think, for one or two years. Yeah, 
Adelaide a wonder if anything happened like that. Because that's fucked. I can't believe Essendon rebounded us. Like, looking back on it, we rebounded really quickly, considering the team we had. Yeah. And the fact, yeah, like, even, like, players like Mitch Brown are now great players. You could put, like, a similar context, I get, like, not the same circumstances, but, you know, remember when Brisbane lost those five players in one hit? It was basically a whole draft year or or two draft years. So, it's the same kind of thing, and yet Brisbane plummeted to the bottom, and Essendon have managed to sort of ride it I mean, like- we did, but we like lifted. Yeah, yeah. So they've done quite well to actually hold on and have like a list that has heaps of depth. Dodoro has probably done a much better job than we think, really. Yeah, and like because you don't have a lot of holes on your list. No, and and the course, age brackets are good. Like it's a it's a fucking good list. Yeah, and we've managed to get a, how <laughs> <laughs> we've managed to get a list where everyone because it could have easily been Essendon could have easily turned into like Gold Coast where people are like yeah I got offered a shit ton of money to come to Essendon but it's a broken club. Yeah. But everyone seems to love playing for them. It just gets around each other. Yeah. What a good club. <laughs> I I can't find the ban, but it's it's just really dodgy. Yeah. And uh, do you know who broke the story? Who? Wilson. Oh, Ooh. Caro. She uh, that's huge. That's a huge story. I can't believe like so but Tippett has to sign that deal. So Tippett knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yes. That's honestly this is Tippett this could know. be strong, but that's a life ban. I think that that would just come under the fact that similar to the SM players got banned for a year. Yeah. He would have just been told that it's in the gray area, but it's fine. He's still a fuckhead. It's he's dumb for not looking into it more. His agent or manager or someone whoever, would have 100% does lied that. to him for that to happen. They yeah. should have lost their accreditation. How well, can you do that? <laughs> like, I mean, Integrity. What I like, though, is that that kind of got dealt with by whatever the punishment was given out to them. But Sydney still weren't allowed to try for two years. Mm. And it turned out Tippett was a waste of time anyway. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, he, he was injury prone and not, never never did anything for them. And he was on a million a year, I think. He was on, yeah, a lot of money. I think it was six or seven. Not as much as Buddy. Don't the AFL have that concussion rule where if you have, you've been concussed a certain amount of times within a period... You're, you have to retire. When he first got to Adelaide, he was one concussion away from having to retire. I thought it was when he left Adelaide, he had one more. That's what I mean. So that's a lot of money. So when he got to Sydney, sorry, yeah. what did I say? Yeah, yeah. Adelaide. Yeah. So when he, when he left Adelaide to get to Sydney, he had one left. That's, I just seem, yeah, in hindsight, Sydney are morons for picking him up, really. They are, but you get why they did it. It still doesn't explain why they were banned for Franklin, though. No, that's a no. That disgrace. was all within the rules, yeah. and the AFL just got pissy. The, Sean, I'm putting another tinfoil hat. I'm double tin foiling. Yeah. JFL, very, very corrupt. Yeah. I'm with Mark Jacko Jackson here. <laughs> I've watched that interview with him and Mike Sheehan where he talks about how dodgy the AFL is. And they kind of are. Does your brain hurt, Tom? <laughs> Me brain hurts because I'm an individual. <laughs> and I won't control my thoughts. But no, like that's taking an extreme. Jacko has a lot of opinions. Um, but but there's there's so much dodgy. Like, you don't sort of realise until you just... Like, it's one of those things where you uncover one thing and as soon as you lift that up, it's just all bad. Mm. Where are the fun conspiracies, Sean? I don't have a fun conspiracy, but there's a story that floated around. It's not fun. The video is pretty funny, either. Is Josh it Chris Br- Scott and Brad Scott swapping clothes in a toilet? No, it is... <laughs> Josh Green... Very drunk, telling a very long-winded story about Henry Sha Sha Shade. Oh, um, Harry Shade, the kid from the Gold Coast, and then went to Collingwood. Yeah, him. Yeah. Um. So they both went. They 
they're friends because they were, they're both from Hobart. And just like the video ended up on the internet. It's just like Josh Green, like a, like filming himself with like a selfie, like on his phone, in like selfie mode, telling a story about uh, Henry Shade went on a road trip with his family in America. And maybe it must have been, maybe it was like the Middle East, somewhere. And they were driving through. In like hang a- on, hang on, Joel. Let it continue. It, it's either America or the Middle East. Those countries are very close. <laughs> You're very funny. <laughs> it's a road trip, Tom. It's a desert. Let's yeah, go. it's a road trip in a desert. That's okay. all that I can remember. Okay. And basically, it's either they travel from America to Mexico or it was in between countries in the Middle East. Basically, they've been driving for like 12 hours. Uh, it's him, his family, including his grandmother. Grandma's like 90-something. Uh, they're about... 10 hours into the journey. Are they the fucking family from Little Miss Sunshine? Like, Basically. Actually- <laughs> They're the Griswolds. No, no, no. Little Miss Sunshine is very accurate because in this story, Josh Green claims that Nan lost her passport <laughs> um, and they're like 10 hours in. So they're just like, we can't turn around, but also we're not going to be let into this country. And they're driving like a car- with like a caravan basically on the back. Uh, so there's like a bed. Surely not. There's like a bed that like folds up and there's like a storage and they're like, look, Nan, just get in there. Oh. <laughs> and they would drive through customs. They're not going to check in there. Like they're not going to be looking for it to smuggle a person. <laughs> so still they drive no, that's through. That's exactly what they look for. Drive through. Fine. Uh, they pull up. They open the thing. Nan was old. No. Nan has died. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they park. Oh. They park there and Josh Green... Cause Hang on, gotta, so, so they've got through customs. They they cleared the country. Oh, but no, Nan's now dead. No ventilation. No. Well, I don't know if it was suffocation or it's not clear if it was like suffocation or like. Probably had a fucking heart attack from the stress. <laughs> yeah. This is insane. Um, oh, I have to show you the video after this. And remember, this is Josh Green retelling a story that he wasn't there for, and I doubt that it's real. But he tells it with such conviction. Fuck. And he's like, and then. <laughs> they stop at a thing and they're like, what are we going to do? Oh, so, like, God. they're sad, obviously, but also, like, they're like, we now have a caravan that's got a dead body in it, basically. So, they go in to grab... They they stopped at, like, a road stop or something like that. And they're like, fuck, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, we obviously can't leave her there. Oh and they have a meal. God. And then they go out and someone's stolen their car. This is not real. <laughs> I don't look. It can't be because also it's a cr- it's so many crimes admitted in a story with a full name, but and they're just like they never, never got Nan back. Took care of the problem though. It took care of the problem. <laughs> Someone stole it. No, do you know what happened? Oh man, Henry Shade Senior has just gone to the toilet while they're in a restaurant to brainstorm, and uh, just seen a real dodgy bloke in the corner of the bathroom, and uh, while washing his hand, has just. Oh, I complained out loud about his problems and dropped his car keys. Yeah. <laughs> and that bloke in that car is none other than Warwick. <laughs> nah, nah. But yeah, I can show you the video. It's still like floating around. I, 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 I just found it then on YouTube yeah. because I, I searched it to see if it was a real thing and there's nothing I could find beyond Josh. It's That is, I want that to be true so badly. Also not true because it's a sad story, but the way that he tells it is very funny. Yeah, I... Like it is also apparently, story. and this is not a conspiracy, but uh, yeah, Josh Green, bad player, funny bloke. Yeah, um, <laughs> looks like a cheeky little yeah, one cheeky of my, boy. One yeah. of my uh, work colleagues was out on the town one night, 
found Josh Green just in the middle of the dance floor, hands and eyes firmly pointed towards the ceiling, not doing a lot of dancing, uh, seemed to be having quite a good night, <laughs> just kind of spinning around in a circle. <laughs> Looking up oh, at the boy. heavens, was he? Yeah. He's picking out his place in footy heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go there. That, that's gonna with be all my pocket. The other super cheapies. <laughs> that's insane. If that's true, I, I hope it's true. So I want to do another one that's big and dumb. Yep. I think it's a good one, and we've kind of talked a little bit about it before. But it is one of my favourites, and that is that Mick Malthouse was a sleeper agent sent to Carlton by Collingwood to destroy them from the inside. <laughs> from the inside, and I think the only kind of people that could come up with that theory. Are disgruntled Carlton fans mm. <laughs> who just have to can't can't just need 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 something. Yeah. Well, there's two types of people that would have come up with that theory: disgruntled Carlton fans or you, Thomas Reed. <laughs> I fully support it. I love it too. I didn't come up with this one, but I love it anyway. If he, I I wish I had. He worked yeah. quickly. He what two years? <laughs> yeah, three. No, two. Fine. Season and a half. Almost in Actually, no, his first season they snuck into the finals because of Essendon. That's right. And then they topped up the next year and uh, yeah. fell apart. That's right. They snuck into the finals because of Essendon and then beat Richmond, who finished fifth. Guys, 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 guys. The conspiracy goes further, I think. <sighs> they also planted the drugs on Essendon to get him kicked out. So oh! Because they, they knew that Carlton would probably only finish ninth, but they'd yeah. get their hopes up anyway because they're Carlton. It's, it's huge. Because but- Eddie, Eddie, guys, what have we proven in Actually, other conspiracy theories? Eddie says... Jump, Demetrio goes, which way? Actually, 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 that just reminded me. St. Kilda and Collingwood were both investigated at the same time Essendon were. It's just that Essendon self-reported and it became a huge fucking thing. But there is still theories that both teams had players that were in a very similar situation. Can I also point, this is just speculation, but Demetrio said Essendon, self-report, it'll be better. If Essendon had never self-reported, technically... There wouldn't be any trouble because there's no evidence. Well, no, no, because the Sharks got caught without self-reporting. But is there evidence that what those players took? Because the Essendon one's very sketchy because well, still to this day, Dimitrio no d- one can actually prove that they took a banned substance. Well, the only person who knows is old mate got shot at Stephen Day. He's the biggest piece of shit in Australian history. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. He honestly, fuck him to hell. He was at, he was at Gold Coast. He was at Cronulla. Yeah. He's at Geelong. Yeah. But- But nothing. No, no, no. No. While he was at Geelong, Mm. the apparent banned substance was not a banned substance. It got banned in 2009. Fucking excuses is what I hear. A house of lies down at Geelong. Maybe maybe they should fucking self-report as well, I reckon. Mm. They did. They were investigated after he left. Um, and they found nothing because they paid Demetrio a lot of money. Oh, he likes money. He loves money. In a brown paper bag. Oh, yeah. yeah. Given to him by Johnny Elliott. But no, hear, hear me out. I'm going to take this kid's roof theory and just explode it. Eddie's gone to Andrew and was like, we've got to destroy Carlton. We've got to destroy Carlton because they're trying to be too good. They don't remember their roots. Don't you like getting bags of money from Carlton? <laughs> and Demetrio goes, you're right. I do love getting bags of money from Carlton. So... He agreed to help Eddie take down Carlton from the inside. Yep. And then you know what he said to Mick, though? Andrew said to Mick, Mick, if you're going to do this, you're going to need an accomplice in there. You're only as good as your right-hand man. There's a certain player at Collingwood. You should take him with you. Daisy. <laughs> the hell, Thomas. Oh. 
He had an absolute garbage first year at Carlton, didn't he? He did. He's every year has been garbage. He was okay this year. And look, look, look at all the players that they traded out. Basically, they had to get rid of Eddie Betts to be able to pay Dale Thomas. Yeah. <sighs> mm. Jared White. Carlton do have a history of getting rid of like everybody. Who, didn't they have that run of like six or seven years where they got rid of everyone who had led their goal kicking? Yep. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Mick Maltes, There's you can also imagine there's like in my head there's this bit of like, you know, Mick and Eddie meeting on a on a bench outside Crown. And one sitting, you know, the old spy thing, one sitting on one side of the bench, one's on the <laughs> other. And he's like, Mick, I know we we uh we didn't part on the best terms, but um look, it's because I got a more important job for you. <laughs> And just know that if you accept this mission, if it goes bad, I can't help you. I will deny involvement because we've got to make this look real. We've got to make this look good. <laughs> I tell you what, Mick, he made it look good. There'll never be an admission to this. No, never. It'll just be his Ed will visit him on his. He'll visit Mick on his deathbed. They won't even say anything. He'll just hold his hand and wink at him. Yeah. Like the seventy-five million dollar question, Mick. The answer is yes. I feel like, do you want to phone a friend? And Mick will look at Ed and go, my friend's right here. Oh. <laughs> and Bucks will be like, oh, yeah. And they're like, fuck off, Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Do you remember when Mick Malthouse's daughter was a commentator for a bit? What was her name? Yeah, Christy Malthouse. Christy Malthouse. Thank you. Yeah. Just It popped into my head and it was going to annoy me until I got it. But thank you. Mm. But that's, the, that's my favorite conspiracy theory by far. Yeah. It's a huge one. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dusha. Yeah. We got any emails? We got heaps, Tom. And oh. a lot that I think that we've been saving some from last week. Oh. Uh, we got a lot that I think you might like. Do you know why? I just have a feeling in the pit of my stomach. I'm not. I promise it's going to be nice. Okay. Uh, so, we got an email from Deegan. Hey, boys. I know I've sent this an episode late. <laughs> we've read it like three episodes late, mate. Don't apologize. It's on <laughs> us now. Uh, and I have some context on the mentioned Paul Pierce injury comeback story in the 2008 NBA final. <laughs> oh, this this the one who breaks his did his knee and then comes back on like Lazarus. You were talking about that. Greatest yeah. return ever. Great. Yep. 
Although, yes, Paul Pierce was the captain of the Boston Celtics, and yes, he was bombing threes like a mad cunt in that final series. <laughs> Eventually winning the finals MVP. But perhaps the best bit of context of this story is that it is widely theorized that Paul Pierce never got injured, but shit his pants and wanted to avoid embarrassment, hence the wheelchair to hide his white, spoiled bu- basketball shorts and his quick, triumphant return. Hang on. He was wearing white shorts. Is this a conspiracy theory? That yes. Paul Pierce yes. shit himself on court. Yes. And then pretended he'd done his knee. So that he could get into the rooms, fix the situation. Because I think I said he got carried off, but I think he maybe he did get wheeled off. They brought a wheelchair out because it was that bad an injury that uh, all circle around him, pick him up, put him in a wheelchair and wheel him off. Because he was never going to walk again. He shit himself. Fuck. Because you know what? That's the old... um. Story of the, the bomber story that Tim Watson tells, but that guy who had to take a piss at three quarter time, so they just huddled around him, he took a piss on the field, and then got fined like a shitload of money. Because as camera caught him. <laughs> Why wouldn't he just. Uh, he could have just run off. Nah. He didn't want to miss the coach's message. Well, like it was just as they were about to go back out, like okay, just yeah. about to start. They'd had the coach's message, they'll go back to their positions, like the forwards huddled around him so he could have a piss. Yeah. <laughs> it's just smoke darts at halftime. It was a different time. <laughs> oh. um, that's for. Is there any more evidence or just? Uh, they've linked a linked uh, article about it, but I'm not going to read it because I will. Yeah. I'll give it a read. Well, I mean, I'll read it in my personal time, yeah. but not on air now. Yeah. So yeah, he's just happy to share a bit of our context about a theory, which tied in nicely with this episode. Actually, it was very good. Keep, I love uh, it. Cheers, boys. Keep up the good work. Digs. P.S. Oh. First of all, when I heard you boys were considering supporting Collingwood in the grand final against my mighty Eagles, I was so enraged I almost started subscribing to a Patreon of a rival football podcast out of spite. Oh, thank God Joel set you straight, especially Tom, you flog. <laughs> PPS, if you didn't think I was going to take this opportunity to call out Tom's blatant arrogance, hip- hypocrisy in regards to the Tim Kelly situation, <laughs> Tom, if he's under contract, then he should see it through and be- the trade should be fair unless it's arguably the best club player of all time and he wants to come to my club and the second round pick swap is fine read the flog <laughs> double flog tom <laughs> what the fuck's the bit about though with the second best player in the draft round pick trade? <clears throat> if he's under contract he should see it through. yeah you know i got and that the part. player should be the trade should be fair unless, unless it's arguably the best player of all time and he wants to come to my club and then a second round pick swap is totally fine gary ablett gaz mate come on oh difference Gaz was out of contract. Grossman at straws there. They're good straws, mate. I've been testing lots of straws to try to keep windows open. They don't do as good as dildos. <laughs> <laughs> that look fair. Uh, and as Sean has pointed out, it's not a TC if they're coming to your club. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good work, Tom. Uh, also, the AFL helped us to get that trade as well because they decided that the Motlop, uh, the Motlop pick was exactly what Gold Coast wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Man, it's dodgy. All right, uh, we've got an email from Ben in regards to the grand final entertainment of last week. G'day, how good's footy boys? In relation to last week's conversation about grand final entertainment, I think the performances are typically better live than on TV. I'm a Crows fan who went to the 2017 grand final with my mate who was a Port fan. Fuck my life. And we were in the front row of the mosh pit for the Killers pregame show. They were fantastic, great atmosphere around the ground. We can even hear the crowd singing. I must have blacked out everything after the quarter time, as other than Mr. Brightside, the only thing I remember is yellow and black on repeat for hours. Maybe I was on a camp. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, keep up the good work, lads. Bring on the next year. Cheers, Ben. P.S. 
Tom, now that you've learned to stand up, sit back down. The window is shut. <laughs> well, I thought I was going to come back, uh, talk some footy with my friends, mm. yep. um, <laughs> and and have a good time. Um, that's not the case. Uh, I'm going to have to reevaluate whether I'll be back. To be honest. <laughs> so Ben was in the like the mosh pit for the killers. Yeah. So it's all right if you're in that, but the majority on of level four, other people at the ground are not in that. If you're on level four of the southern stand, they're playing in the other direction to where you're sitting. Yeah. And you're four levels above. Yeah. I'm with the ideas you were flying around last week. It's just none. After party. Nah, just, just the only song you have is Mark Seymour. Yeah. Holy Grail. Yeah. He plays through the game as well. Just get. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Just Holy Grail. Yeah. All day. Through the game. Yeah. Fuck. Throughout the game until he gets tackled. <laughs> <laughs> and then they release the football. <laughs> There's your grand final entertainment. Just a fight. Oh, make it like the wrestling. Did you miss me last week, boys? <laughs> Next email. I've gone for a wholesome one now just because I feel like Tom needs needs to be reminded that things aren't too bad. And that sounds like it's going to be a lie, but I promise this is a nice email. I don't trust you. Yeah, you shouldn't, but this one... I'll win you back. It's okay. good because I need to keep you on your toes at all times. Yeah, good. <laughs> this is from Aaron. Hi, Tom Dushikani and Matt Stewart. Hey. Hey, Matt. Shout out to a friend. No, he's not there, though. Yeah, no, he'll be one day. He'll be back soon. Okay. This email is one big thank you. Before listening to the podcast, I'd fallen off the footy wagon. The sport had lost its shine, and the last bomber in my hangar, and the last bomber in the hangar I could name was Dustin Fletcher. My dad, on the other hand, was an Essendon fan, but more than that, he was a footy fan. Even when I supported the team religiously, I could never get into it if it wasn't my bombers on screen, unlike him. This year, I saw a new Sands fans podcast get suggested, and I gave it a crack. In the first email I sent to the podcast, I mentioned that all three of your teams had a special place in my heart. Essendon was my team, Geelong was my mum's, also being my hometown. Go big sexy land. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And Brisbane was my late grandpa, so I was instantly hooked. The way you guys talked about the game got me watching again, and more than that, watching every game with my dad. Some, I'd sometimes drop a few facts I recall from listening to your pod on Wednesday occasionally and we'd, and we'd end up sitting in that comfortable silence together as the games that weren't Essendon were on. I was never the sportiest kid and I always had that feeling that I was the one not letting dad in until he just slowly stopped and in recent years I started reg- regretting it without knowing what to do. Footy and you guys have especially helped so much in this regard that words don't do justice. How good's footy? Fucking life changing. That's how good. Thank you from the bottom of my heart and sorry for the long rambling rant. Aaron. That's beautiful. So that is one of the best emails we've ever had. Yeah, we our our inbox is a very good mix of "Hey boys, eat fucking shit" <laughs> and "Thank you for changing my life." Uh, I like both, and I would like to keep getting those emails. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice dichotomy. It, yeah. it keeps us on our toes. Yep. Um, um. So what he's saying is that he his dad drifted away sweet. from his dad a bit. But yeah, now rekin- reconnected that. Yeah, That's so really nice. Him and his dad didn't have a lot in common by the sounds of things. Uh, and as Aaron stepped further away from footy, they lost even like more things to talk about. But now, come back together about footy. Brings they both together. get around it. And there's a PS, and don't worry, it's not a regular type of PS. PS, now that it's the off-season, are you allowed to have roast whenever you feel like it? As long as you're thinking about your team winning, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> I like that. I think I'm on a bit of a roast strike. Christmas is different though. Yeah, Especially Christmas. Occasions. Christmas, I will be wearing my Brisbane jumper on Christmas Day because it's a roast and you just got to. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. fuck that email. is beautiful. It's really nice. You can have a roast, but you have to watch a winning game before the roast. Well, how does any Christmas Day start? 
you put in the DVD of the grand final that your team won. <laughs> And Sean watch- wakes up every morning, uh, every Christmas morning. Is like, boy, oh boy, boy. Walks over to his shelf of vi- videos that he recorded from like Channel Nine's fucking broadcast. Yeah. Blows dust off the one from two thousand and one. Slams it into his VCR. It's only hooked up for this Dusha, moment. Dusha, Dusha, Dusha. There's no dust in the video. One. That thing is pristine. Worn. Yeah, yeah. That gets a lot of use. Oh yeah. Your Ta- family taped over like- a wedding, probably. <laughs> Onionhead's wedding. <laughs> just the siren goes, Vossie punches the air and just cuts to the end of the vows. <laughs> oh, that's who you wanted to come to your house on Christmas Eve. It wasn't Santa. You were hoping for Voss. Vossie. Oh, Vossie to come down the chimney. Vossie Claus. Don't get me excited. <laughs> Father Voss. Daddy Vossie. comes, gives you a premiership. <laughs> Vossie Claus. <laughs> oh, I'm going to adopt a dog and call it Vossie. Oh, that's a huge call. Yeah. That is a lot of pressure on that dog, though, to be the best dog in the uh, world. I would probably adopt a dog and call it Alistair Lynch. Because <laughs> you know, so when it be... attacks me, I'll, I'll know that it's warranted. <laughs> no, but it's fine. Because when it attacks you, it won't land a blow. <laughs> that's right. Also, because you look, when you're like, this is my dog. Alice Lynch, like, he was a dog. That makes sense. <laughs> my brother wanted to call a cat. And was very close to naming my mum's cat, Alipaddy Carlisle, after Alipaddy Carlisle, <laughs> who played for Port Adelaide. Yeah. I think if I got a dog, and if it had if it had a bit of like a face, like you don't want to fuck with this dog, I'd be like, this is my dog, Martin Pike. <laughs> Pikey. 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 Nah, give it a full name. And then if you had just a really good dog, mm. this is my dog, Simon Black. <laughs> good boy. <laughs> All right. Next email. And this is from Becca Mountain. Older sister of Jamie Mountain, who emailed us a couple of the weeks Mountain ago. The Mountain Sisters. The Mountain Sisters. They don't sound real, but they, they are. They are. And so, look, I'm sorry I doubted your reality. Uh, so, this deals directly with them picking a team. Because Jamie emailed us a couple of weeks ago, saying that it had come down between Essendon and Geelong. Uh, and they'd ruled out Brisbane due to the jumpers. Due to the jumpers. Have they picked one? Oh, it's going to be you, because people hate me. Uh, or... <laughs> It's a backflip, and they've gone, you know what? Those Brisbane cars are fucking good. Hey, Dusha, did they backflip? All right. Let me, I'll just read the first three words of the email. Okay. Joel, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so first Becker addresses- It's not me this time. <laughs> so first Becker addresses the East Atlanta Tallboys, because she says, Joel, you idiot. I showed you the East Atlanta Tallboys logo months ago. She's right. I have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Are you been fucking holding out on us? Yes. Yeah, so the reason I got shown, I saw it when I was in the UK. I'm sorry. I was. <sighs> look, and it ties back into. So the logo, the tall boys are named after tall boys in America, which are like big cans, like cans of beer. Yep. So their logo looks like the PBR logo. Okay. And my reason for getting to show that to you guys is probably for the same. Like I had probably drank too many tall boys. You were looking at the PBR logo yeah. a lot. <laughs> I was like, day. wow, I'm thirsty. Too busy touring the world while yeah. Tom and I are putting in the hours in the studio. I mean, you know. So Becca has attached the logo to this email yep. and <laughs> said that, yeah, she also sent it to me months ago. So I can check. Becca, we're well. really sorry that Dusha sucks. Hmm. Becca, I'm really, really sorry that I am an idiot. Or as the subject of the email says, a forgetful idiot. You know a what you've charming done? idiot. A lovable idiot. You know what you've done? What? You've probably pushed him towards a bad decision. Yeah, look, I'll get, we'll get to that. <laughs> So we get a bit more. This is exciting for us because, like, hearing about AFL teams, but not in Australia. This is what we want. Yeah, this, this, is, is, like this is what we want. An insight. Atlanta, being quite a large th- city, actually has three footy teams. 
Oh, the Atlanta Kookaburras are their main team. The Ooh. one that actually plays against other city teams. For example, the Chicago Swans, the Los Angeles Dragons. Oh, and the Fort Lauderdale, Florida Fighting Squids. Whoa! Fuck! If that turns out to be a fake name, Becca, I will be very upset. I That's guys, I found my favorite new team. Fuck. The Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Florida Fighting, Fighting Squids. Squids. Shit, that's amazing. Besides the tall boys are the Northside Pines, in brackets, boring name for a boring part of the city, <laughs> and the Midtown Cheaters. We happen to live in East Atlanta, but we would barrack for the tall boys even if we didn't. We're glad you love them too. Now, for the matter at hand. I'm really nervous all of a sudden. I could care less. Jamie and I look good in stripes, sashes, and whatever weird pajama combo the Lions have going on. Hey! <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> oh, the trials of being adorable. Oh, <laughs> all right, we get it. You know what? Geelong's going to fit pretty well here. <laughs> Fuck. It smells like arrogance. Yes. <laughs> Somehow, though, the Stevie J stories told last episode won us both over yes! to the cats. As if the sex shop wasn't enough. <laughs> that said, we're looking forward to watching the Lions, the Bombers, and the Cats, and the rest when footy finally, finally comes back. Lots of love, your two favorite babes, Becca and Jamie. And then here is the Tallboys logo. Okay. okay. Oh, and it, the Kookaburras hey. too. Yeah, and the Kookaburras. Oh, Kookaburras is a good The Midtown Cheetahs and the Northside Pines. All of them are here. Uh, they all look can't like... See, a- can't see the photo of the uh, Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> Florida fighting squids. <laughs> the Triple FS. That's next email. <laughs> C- question though. Mm-hmm. So you, you got shown that when you were on the UK tour mm. in person? No. Okay. Because my brain was like... Oh, yeah, they were on the tour with you. Tom, that's not how geography works. Atlanta is nowhere near London. Yeah, yeah. Adla- Atlanta, London. Yeah, <laughs> near, near Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I uh, got a couple more emails to round off the show. So, got an email from friend of the show. Everyone who's sent us an email is a friend of the show, but this is from Special K. Oh, hey. We haven't heard from you for a bit, Carmichael. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, boys. Hope you're doing well and dealing with the footy withdrawal healthily. Bear with me as I talk about another sport for a moment. It's worth it. I've read ahead. It pays off. Okay, okay. All right. In it 2019... Want it would want to pay off in the same way that Paul Pierce potentially <laughs> shooting himself on a basketball court finally paid off. In 2019, the NRL has introduced a round called the Magic Round, in which all the games will be played at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. One round, one stadium, eight games. This is potentially the most cooked idea in sports history, <laughs> but as a Brisbane boy, I'm excited to watch an entire round of league in our soon-to-be pig pen the stadium. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this for the AFL? Which stadium would you like to see them ruin the most? <laughs> is, this, is this real? Yes. Hell. <laughs> so it's one day, no, one, eight games. No, 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 no. One weekend, one stadium. So one round, one stadium. Eight games. So I work at a stadium. Yeah. And I know how horrendously insane it is to have three games across three or four days. Mm. That is gross. Thanks, lad. Have a good one. Carmichael Hunt. (laughs) Carmichael. Is it... I wonder if it's Anzac round and it's like spread out. So there'll be a game on a Wednesday. There'll be a game on a Thursday. I like that they've called it the magic round. That rule. What's the context though? (laughs) Yeah, but it's not Anzac because Anzac's called Anzac Round. It's the same. Okay. Magic um, Round. It's magic actually what they're going to do is everyone's going to have broomsticks because it's going to turn to Quidditch. And that's how they keep the grass good is because they're not touching the grass. All right. It's so I've gone brilliant. to the Suncorp Stadium website. And this is literally tickets on sale for Magic Round Brisbane. 
A little bit of magic is heading to Brisbane in 2019, with tickets on sale for the Magic Round Brisbane to be held at Suncorp Stadium across round nine of the NRL Telstra Premiership. For the first time in NRL history, one round will be held at one ground, and fans can purchase tickets to all eight games across four days for under $100. Whoa, that <laughs> is amazing. That is incredible. I Fucking hell. Far out. Gil. <laughs> Gil. You know what to do, mate. If you want to be relevant, you just you just built Marvel Stadium. You just made it your your home base. You want to fuck the turf up so you can re-turf it and make it look really nice? Nine games. Or if you want to grow the game in Queensland, have every game at Metricon. <laughs> it's well. Ha- have every game at Suncorp. Just fucking ruin that stadium to pieces. <laughs> Double book it. Same Double again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Fucking wow. hell. Oh, Carmichael Hunt. Special K, get your ticket, mate. That's fucking great. I, That's- if AFL did that, I would take... I'd be drunk for four days and would <laughs> not be at work for a moment. I'd just be... I'd OD on footy. That's what AFLX should be. Just yeah. an entire round of footy in one place and call it the AFLX round. I'm shocked. That's insane. It is insane. Fucking hell. Is Suncorp getting like renovated? Is it like a house destruction party? I just... Well, Man. to answer his question, MCG seems like the logical point... point blah, blah, the logical choice because it's like the iconic stadium, but there is no way the MCG could host eight games in a weekend. The AFL could do it if it was like MCG and Marvel Stadium yeah. both doing it. Yeah. But, but they would a festival of footy... Festival of Footy. Don't Whoa, have it at Festival than, of Footy oh, is good as. Better than fucking Magic Round. <laughs> what the fuck? Because a little bit of magic. I'm is actually sponsored warming, by Harry Potter. I'm actually warming up to it, to be honest. I've got an idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we can have it at Marvel Stadium. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. One round, eight games, one man, Magic Door, a little bit of Magic Round. Oh! He has to play he for every He plays in every team. Oh, every game, good. every game, every game. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Magic round. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck. But yeah, no, seriously, uh, Matt, let's get Marvel Stadium off the ground properly. Yeah. By fucking destroying it. By and then having... they can start again. How, like, I'm just trying to figure out how that would work. So four days, so that's like presumably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Two games a day. So it'd have to be. No, because you'd have your Thursday night, Friday night. Maybe a Saturday, Saturday, early Saturday, twilight Saturday, nighttime Saturday. And then that's five, and then you just need three more on Sunday. <laughs> and then so repeat the same, the thing, same thing on Sunday. Or presumably- it'll I be- reckon it'll be Thursday night, Friday day, Friday night. Friday day? Round nine. Hang on. Is I it might- in the school holidays? Probably. Mm. I know, it's Queensland. They just dic- they dictate times and terms and set their watches by rugby. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. It's one, two, three, two. Two. So, yeah, two Friday. Yeah, so, okay. Friday day, Friday night. I thought yeah. it might have been over Easter or something, but no, it's the 9th to the 12th of May. That's nothing. That in, yeah, like, yeah, it's lit. It's, 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 just, the, it's just May. It, it's, just, it's just a weekend. It's May magic. Is it a weekend or is it an experience? That's in... Like, I don't like NRL, but I would consider going up to Brisbane just for that. Just be like, that's so much sport. <laughs> so many beers. <laughs> Festival of footy is huge, though. Do you know what would be great, though, is if you had... You could even do it... Actually, like, you could even do it in, like, either Sydney or Brisbane. Mm. Like, and call it the Festival of footy and try and get people to travel up to... Because Sydney... Is it just the SCG in Sydney? Uh, and um, you got the... Telstra. 
They don't use it anymore, though. No, the GWS ground. Oh, sorry, that one. Uh, what is that one? Um, the uh, Skoda. No, Spotless. Spotless Stadium. Spotless. Yeah. No, is it? Yeah, it was Skoda, now it's Spotless. Okay. But isn't Spotless? Oh, wait, is the University of New Spotless South was Wales? Geelong. Yeah, <laughs> some reason. So no, Sp- Geelong is GMHBA. But was it ever Spotless? No, it was Simmons and Shell. Is Spotless Monica? No, it's not. No, Monica's University of New South Wales Stadium. That's their other home. Guys, 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 guys. Yes. You hold the Festival of Footy in Tassie. Oh. Two stadiums, Hobart and Launceston. Fuck. Right. Tassie's needs people to go to the footy. Everyone get on the boat. Everyone gets on the boat. Spirit of Tasmania Festival of Footy boat. Actually, fuck. And it's a little bit of magic because North Melbourne are big there. And Hobart, so Tasmania, but Hobart in particular, has two festivals each year that take over the whole city. So They do Dark Mofo, don't they? So Dark Mofo and Mona Fomo. So, Dark Mofo is a name that sounds horrible until you realize it. So, Mona Foma is the normal festival. So, they took Mo and Fo, and Mona Foma is a summer festival. They had one at, uh, in winter, and Hobart is very dark in winter. Dark Mofo. So, what they should do is so they've got Mona Foma, no. Mona Foma. Yep, Mona Foma. And then Dark Mofo. And dark now they've Mofo. got Festival of Footy. So, then they've got Foof. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm so on board for foof. Yeah. <laughs> Gil, make it happen. Make it's a foof doof. <laughs> oh, foof doof. Oh yes, that's how you get music. Don't worry about getting grand final. Like it's grand final. Get them all to fucking Tassie for the foof doof. It's a music festival and footy in one. <laughs> so Australian, isn't it? That would be fucked. And I'm Barzi so sings an anthem before every game. <laughs> <laughs> that anthem being K San. <laughs> fucking hell. All right, last email. Uh, this is from James Perkins, who's emailed us before. How good's footy? Uh, Perko here, uh, which is my new shit nickname. Thanks, Tom. It's a good one. Did I give him that? Yeah, yeah last time you emailed in, you called him Perko. Sick Perko. <laughs> I'm going to change it. You're now the Perkolator. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you're on fire today. Oh, I am. Oh, I need a week off every week just yeah. to... Oh, full of ideas and Might dumb shit. drop you down to the twos next week. Yeah. Uh, just... Place and form, come yeah. back in, kill nah, once. Fuck him, he's had enough time off. <laughs> <laughs> with the news this week in relation to the Miss Marvel inspired jerseys for the round six matchup with North and Collingwood, the AFLW, can we get a two minute rant on Marvel slash the integrity of the game and Eddie fucking Maguire's hypocrisy regarding his sacred black and white stripe? They got rid of this, though. Did the they? backlash was so bad they decided not to do it. I didn't even hear about it. So there was a whole thing where, because at Marvel Stadium and the tie into Captain Marvel coming out, yeah. the Two teams playing that day. We're going to get Guernsey's styled like her costume because because mm. she got the she got stripes on it. They were going to give them like gold leaf and then the big gold star in the middle. They looked fucking shit house, <laughs> and they backfired. I'm all for teams being like marvelled up synergy. I'm all over it. But so did Eddie Maguire come out and put a stop to this? Well, I don't know. I think he was. I think he was on board with it, and then the public backlash was huge. Um, and then his hypocrisy is that Eddie was happy to do it for money. Yeah, but when Port Adelaide are like, can we have our prison bar jumper? He's like, nope. There's only one Magpies in the AFL. Has that been knocked back? That request by Port Adelaide? I, I would imagine Eddie will be pissing and shitting everywhere until. What's it the is. anniversary next season? Is it their hundredth year or something? Uh, it's not even next season. They want to do it in 2020. And Eddie said no. Well, Eddie's probably going to say no. People that don't know, Port Adelaide traditionally have basically what the Collingwood jumper is. But it looks completely fucking different. 
Isn't it the same black and white stripes though? No, they're thinner. But it's black and white stripes. <sighs> yeah, but they just do it as a clash thing. They're never going to wear it when Collingwood are playing. They're not going to wear it against Collingwood. No, I'm assuming... Like, they, they want to wear it for a whole season though, right? I uh, know. They, they want to bring it in as like a special clash strip for that season. Oh, why the and fuck also, can't they do that? Because they, they're like, never going to wear it against Collingwood. And what about like the retro grand, like round? Why do they wear it for that? They, don't they, do they, that wore, they wore they, it once they don't do that to anymore. celebrate the anniversary. Uh, they wore it against Richmond in that final in 2013. But Eddie got pissed about that because they got permission to use it once during the year for the anniversary or something. And then in their first home final, they're like, fuck it, we made the finals for the first time in ages. Mm. We're going to wear it again. Eddie cracked it. People will get confused. No one's fucking getting confused, Eddie. You know why? Collingwood didn't make the fucking finals that year, mate. <laughs> what a big fucking idiot. Bring back Heritage Round. Yeah. Those Just, jumpers were great. Well, Geelong did the collars this year against North. So that's good. I want more of that. But I'm okay with Marvel stuff. Just make it better than what they designed. It just looked like they'd photoshopped the Miss Marvel star onto some shitty footy jumpers. Yeah. Go all in. Like fucking give the, you know, I don't know, team the Iron Man heart circle bit. Fuck yeah. Make just a team green. Who would you long back? <laughs> uh, I think we'd be, I don't know, we could be like a, who's, who's like an outsider part of their team? Hawkeye. Hawkeye, yeah, that's that's <laughs> honestly that's what I was thinking. Mm. Fuck nah, give us fucking Ant Man, just the little red thing with the dots. <laughs> I think if any team was going to be Ant Man, it should be uh, Essendon. Oh right. no, mm, I've changed my mind. Essendon's probably Iron Man. Turn that strip rather than a stripe across the chest, straight down. Chuck the Iron Man logo in it. What a Brisbane! Obviously, they're big fucking heroes. They're probably Captain America. Actually, do you know what? I'm thinking about stripes now, yeah. and I'm thinking we could be- um, Collingwood's Thanos. Yeah, good. <laughs> nah, Collingwood's just- They get clicked. They're gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, we're Spider-Man. Geelong is Spider-Man. Why? I don't know. Because it'd be sick. <laughs> Geelong don't really fit one naturally. Uh, who's arrogant? You can, you'd be fucking Justin Hammer. Iron Man 2. You'd be Loki. <laughs> I get behind that. Dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck oh. Uh, James ends the email with I wish I remembered his other email properly But you bet his your house on something Because he said P.S. still waiting on Connor's house keys Oh yeah I remember that I think this was the Ross Glendening medal And I said if it ends up getting ch- I, I actually don't remember it Oh but, you were like but I I'm, bet I'm, my- I'm sure he's right Yeah <laughs> Well done with the off season Boys stay strong we will. And if you want to offer us words of encouragement, but actually, if you're from international places and you know football teams in those areas, we want to know about those football yeah. teams. So send us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can tweet us at howgoodsfooty or individually. I'm at Awkward Treat. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. And I'm at Juice 13. And it turns out if you tweet me and I'm either on tour or drunk, I might forget to show the boys. So maybe tweet howgoodsfooty. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.